For the latest coronavirus news, open the WPG Talk Radio app. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. Welcome back. 48 minutes past the hour. A reminder, I'm going to tell you about my excellent adventures of yesterday. They actually started late Saturday into Sunday and relentlessly did not end until I finally went to sleep about midnight. I never saw it coming, and uh, we'll share with you all the details. Dateline, Cape May, Sunset Beach uh, coming up after the top of the hour news break. We continue with Bob Gargiulo, the superintendent of public schools for Cape May City and West Cape May. Bob, my question for, for you before the break and for listeners just tuning in now is that much like telemedicine is here to stay, even though it was very, very hard for a number of years to get people to do it because they couldn't get out of the habit of wanting to see the doctor. And I, I guess you're see, you are seeing them when it's virtual, but I think a lot of people couldn't get their head around the virtual thing that it, maybe something would be missed or it wouldn't be safe and I'd rather see the doctor. But now by necessity, people have picked up on it. And as you know, Bob, I have... Uh, a number of family members is when when our whole family is together we're the safest house in in the world in terms of nurses and nurse practitioner and all kinds of people uh that can save lives in one room the 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 fact that people now have done this because they had to i they're not going to go back unless they have to because then you don't have to wait and you don't have to expose yourself maybe to people sicker than you are Ladies and gentlemen, how many times have you gone to urgent care because your ears are all stopped, your nose is all stopped, your chest is all stopped up, and then they tell you there's no infection, you do not need an antibiotic, you're going to resolve, and meanwhile, you waited an hour with people hacking lungs out, coughing all over the place, and you're in a place you don't even want to be, and now you don't have to do that. So, Bob, it would seem to me that we can't go back. The genie is out of the bottle and we can't stuff her back in, nor do I think we want to. Your thoughts? Yeah, um, the hospital model is a good example, and you're right. I mean, you sit in the emergency room, and all these people around you hacking, and you're just there maybe because you got an earache. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. I, I think that, as you mentioned, we talked earlier, you know, things are going to, education is not going to look the same. It's just not, you're going to have to be, as long as we have public education, you're going to have to provide opportunities to keep your children in your public school. Um, and parents are going to be, especially in the beginning, going to be cautious about what they do. So, you know, we said back in 2001, never thought you'd take your shoes off in an airport. Well, here we are. I mean, we're in a situation where the whole process of delivering instruction and our educating our children is going, it's going to change. It's given. It's going to change. So how do we approach that? Let's be positive about it. Let's make it work. I, you know, so many times I hear, well, this isn't going to work. Or, well, you know, we've been doing it this way. No, let's be positive. Let's be thinking outside the box. Let's make the best program we can for our children so that the parents feel they're still part of our school system. They're still part of our activities. And, again, what about the kids that have special needs? What about the child that, again, has a compromised immune system? We're just going to say, well, you can't come to my school anymore? Come on. We can't do that. So we really have to make it viable that it works in both scenarios and it works for all the kids and that's the challenge but you got some great thinkers out there and you got great educators and great leaders and hopefully good minds will come together and we'll pull this off 
Bob, and I don't mean just your district, from colleagues and these superintendent meetings that you have and everybody just chit-chatting it up and calls that you've had with other people in your field. How are teachers doing with such a dramatic change in terms of how they teach? How I, I guess it's like life. Some have probably adapted very well and some may be struggling with it. But what are your general thoughts at how teachers are doing with this? Well, I think now... Four or five, I'm going to keep counting, maybe weeks into it now. Um, I think they're doing a great job. Um, there are still some challenges. Obviously, you have teachers with kids at home. We've talked about that. I think the biggest challenge I've seen, I've heard it from other districts, is when the children drop out. And you have some big districts where a lot of kids left a month ago and didn't come back on. Um, I think the teachers start to really get upset about that because that's their kids and they, they worry about them and they want them to be with them online and be in basically with their classes. But I think the challenges that they've had, I think they've done a phenomenal job, believe me, and all across the board, a phenomenal job of working, making this work because it was so new. And they were willing to you know, step up, make the changes they needed to make, go against the grain of what we've done for how many years, and really step up and make it work. So I know, from at least my experience and teachers I've talked to, and I have like my principal, Zach, his wife's a teacher, they feel that, okay, it's not perfect, but I think we made it work, and we feel pretty good about what we did. Bob, do you do you see the way that students learn to become a teacher has to change as well? They can't they can't just use the same methods of bringing out teachers that will then student teach and then are in the classroom, and next thing you know, they're they're hired and they're a teacher. The whole system has to change, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this goes all the way through the whole process of college. I mean, I had a teacher go on maternity leave right before the break. I hired a, per- a girl, actually she's a brigantine resident, just jump in as a long-term sub just out of college. And she jumped in. She did a, in fact, she did a phenomenal job of doing it. But she said to me, she goes, wow, I didn't learn this in college. So, yeah, you're right. You didn't. So I think that they're going to have to look. The teacher education program really has to take a close look at how are they delivering the instruction and what courses are they offering. Because you know as well as I do, Harry, you can go through all the college classes, but until you put your foot in that door of the classroom, that's when the real learning experience happens. Yep. But if we, we so we can't do traditional anymore. You've got to design your teacher education programs to mirror what it's going to look like in the classroom with virtual learning and so forth. Bob, you and I, you and I have had many conversations on and off air about the teaching to tests, which just is such a bone of contention with me. Uh, awful, awful process. And even those who don't admit it, you know it's true. And you know when the tests are within a couple of weeks, uh, the intensive drilling and, and practice tests. And I don't care what anybody says. When you're funding and when your industry is based on test results, to ignore or not acknowledge that we are teaching to the test is is almost intellectually insulting. So I won't even go there. But we know that these testing things have been curbed for this year. What's the future of that stuff going forward? Well, again, I hope we learn from this year, and we don't do any more students standardized assessments. I'm not with you. I'm not, everybody knows as well as me. I'm not big on that. It doesn't tell me about children's growth. It tells me children's growth what happens in the classroom every day and what the teachers tell us how the children are doing. One, a week of standardized test. And you're right. It's all based on economics. It's all based on money. It's based on results. 
But uh, hopefully we've learned through this and moving forward because we're going to do more virtual learning. The standardized tests are gone. And that we're not going to be able to do that mandate two weeks in May where everything shuts down. And you're right. We start prepping in January, so we're ready for the test in May. And if we change our, our delivery instruction and the way we deliver curriculum, you can still meet your standards, which I think standards are good because it gives you individual benchmarks within your district. But I don't have to take this standardized test where Pearson makes a ton of money and, and all these kids rank throughout the state of New Jersey, no matter where you live, for what? It doesn't really give me a lot of data. What gives me data is what's going on every day in the classroom with the kids. Bob, let me throw a couple things at you in a lightning round. We have three minutes left in your program. Uh, many children, as you know, breakfast and lunch, the meals that happen at schools might be the only meals they have. If kids aren't in school, what's going to happen with that? I know some districts have done things, others have not. Some started it and then stopped it because it became difficult to, to manage. What's the future of all that? Well, I, and that's a good question. And again, we're doing a short service agreement with Cape City, must Cape May, using Cape City's cafeteria. Uh, they've done a real good job of making sure those families that are that need the food are getting it. And I think what we have to do is put a plan together that whatever we're offering is available for the kids that are home, and and how we're going to deliver that and how that's done. That's a, a process we're going to have to work on. But I do believe that it's important. It was important through this crisis that we have the opportunity to provide breakfast or lunch for the children that they normally what might not get. We were able to get it to them. And yes, it was a challenge. A lot of districts, you know, took a, a ball and ran with it. Some struggled, but I think moving forward, that's going to really be part of the plan is how we deliver that food to those children. Your school year, because you worked through the, uh, the Easter holiday, is going to end very, very quickly. I mean, we're at the 18th of, of May, and you're going to be done by the 7th or so of, of June. Others will be done maybe a week behind you. So we're at the tail end of this. Uh, I'm always a big believer in whether I was a runner and always had a finishing kick. You want to have a strong finish. How do districts have a strong finish and make the most of uh, a very unfortunate circumstance? Well, I think that big part, as I mentioned earlier, is that last week of school, throughout the textbooks, there's some fun activities with the kids online. Uh, I just got an email from somebody that has a whole week full of fun activities you can do with traffic. Some way it tastes like baseball are fun. Um, and really just, here's the thing that came up. Just the children are starting to ask, Mom and Dad, what's my summer going to look like? Mom and Dad, what's September going to look like for me at school? Mom and Dad don't have answers. So I tell the teachers, look, you got to be honest with the children, but, you know, comfort them. You, you're trained and skilled at doing that. So make them feel comfortable because that's this is a real challenge. I think the graduation piece, and we don't have time now, I think now that all the things have been ironed out to some degree, I think that's going to help because that does put some finality to the year and make it as interesting, fun, virtual, whatever, as possible. Because that's the key part, is getting the end of the year off, like you had said earlier, getting off on a positive note so that when we do come back in September, the children are ready to come back. Let's do this, Bob. If it, if it meets with your approval and the music's playing us out so we have to run, let's, um, if, if you're up, up for it let's reconvene in two weeks and i've already written down let's make the first order of business we'll talk about graduation and other special programs got it now i'll let you know i'm making out with the legislation too appreciate that bob thanks for a great hour All right, thank you All right, thank you i appreciate it appreciate you appreciate your partnership when we come back dateline cape may
specifically Sunset Beach, even more precisely, Sunset Beach Gift Shop. Late Saturday night, I received a communication. Little did I know that it was going to take up more than 12 hours of my life yesterday. I'm not complaining, merely reporting. Next. It's early in the morning. Tell a friend on WPG 95.5-1450. And of course, anywhere and everywhere on the WPG app. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City. WENJ 97.3 HD3 Millville. Health Organization is irreplaceable. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The head of the U.N. said that at a virtual World Health Assembly, the U.S. has been critical of the WHO, accusing it of being too cozy with China, which is under widespread scrutiny for how it handled the coronavirus outbreak. Fox's Simon Owen has more live. Dave, more than half of the World Health Organization's 194 member states are understood to be backing a proposal from Australia and the European Union for an independent investigation into how the coronavirus came, where it came from and how it spread. The WHO says it welcomes the plan. Chinese President Xi Jinping has just addressed the agency's annual assembly, saying China will also support an investigation, but only when the pandemic is brought under control. President Xi also pledging $2 billion to fight the virus. Dave. Simon, Italy is reopening cafes and hair salons and shops. The Pope can hold public masses again after that country had for a time the most coronavirus deaths in the world. The U.S. is now number one by far with nearly 90,000 people killed by the virus out of almost one and a half million corona cases. More than a dozen states are lifting more restrictions this week, including Florida. We need to open the economy here in, uh, in Miami-Dade, but do it in a safe way. Miami-Dade Mayor Carlos Jimenez told Fox he'll get a haircut and take his wife out to dinner to show it's safe. Now, Florida and several other states are allowing gyms to reopen, but not New Jersey, where one gym owner is opening up today anyway. That's a crowd this morning outside the Tillis Gym opening now. Owner Ian Smith tells Fox he's restricting capacity, members only, strict sanitation in the facility. And it's so far beyond what the other stores are doing that at this point, if the governor chooses to shut us down, it is absurd. Tropical storm Arthur could rain down on the North Carolina coast, moving closer. Some areas could get five inches of rain before Arthur moves out to sea. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. 
As Tropical Storm Arthur passes about 250 miles south-southeast to New Jersey tonight, we're facing increased cloud cover, a strong onshore breeze, and cool temperatures today, maybe even a shower or sprinkle along the coast this afternoon. High temperature today only around 60 degrees. Continuing shower chance tonight with lots of clouds and a low of 52. And then tomorrow gets windy with gusts to 40 miles an hour. Coastal flooding also a concern. Partly sunny and 60 tomorrow, 58 with a chance of showers and drizzle on Wednesday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you very much and welcome back. I'm going to announce this, but if you're listening to to the digital stream you won't hear me say it but you could be listening on a terrestrial radio and maybe you will be going in you know and wanting to use the digital stream at some point so it's good to know there is an issue with the digital stream right now uh it does not appear to be playing the program it's playing other components commercials and intros and news and some other things but not the program so we we've reported it and we'll get it resolved as quickly as we can as I break for the first time on air this issue about Sunset Gift Shop, Sunset Beach in Cape May, and yes, that was the uh, the fabulous example, Larry Hume and his family, when uh, they stood by Kate Smith and the whole issue involving that, and they're not a controversial family at all. They're just head down, nose to the grindstone, hard-working, great people. And they love the police. They love public servants. They don't want any trouble. They don't want people getting a bad rap. They know where the problem is here. This is a government problem. It's not a public safety problem. And I'm going to share with you my report, but do keep in mind that police officers all the time, but especially in this uh, pandemic get placed in situations where they get an order to go do something that and you know everybody out there has probably seen a police officer finesse something when they have to do something because they've received a direct order to do something and they know that it's not right shouldn't be happening but it could be an order from a governor, it could be an order from a superior, whatever. So the whole premise here is that there's a wonderful store that about 20 or 25% of what they sell is essential items, food, soap, hand sanitizer, uh, face masks now to answer that call, pasta, pancakes, sauces, all kinds of stuff. And they should be able to do that. Just like when you go into uh, a Walgreens or a Dollar Central or anywhere else, you are not. You can buy things that aren't food. You could buy a, a three-ring notebook. You could buy a laundry basket. You could buy whatever, toys, whatever. Uh, but if they're essential and they have food, they're allowed to be open. 
that's the the whole point here. So if you go to WPG.com, if you saw it, and I will tell you that as of early yesterday, more than 11,000 people had viewed my breaking news report. My breaking news report is the first and the only interview with Larry Hume. And again, they don't want any trouble with anyone. They're just good people. They they love the police. They don't want the police to be disrespected. Uh, I know they know that being ordered to to close their store is is ridiculous, and and should never be the case in America. But the whole point here is it's not about bad mouthing the police. The lower township police do a great job. Uh, within the last couple of days or thereabouts, they have the brand new hero. Uh, police vehicle looks wonderful from the John R. Elliott hero campaign. They do a great job. I had a nice conversation with the PBA president, Mike, and everybody out there that knows me understands my support of public safety. Uh, I've always been there for public safety. Of course, unless somebody's acting bad, then you, you just can't be blindly for something, but that's very, very rare, and that's not the case here. This is just, unfortunately, people that have been given an order to follow. And you'll you'll note from what I'm going to share with you that from the chief on down, the chief was very compassionate and understanding about this whole thing, the chief of Lower Township. So we, we wrote our story. The headline was Sunset Beach gift shop owner threatened with arrest. This uh, took up my entire Sunday. And if you don't believe me, ask my wife. I did not even have any time yesterday with Margie. This took up from the moment I woke up, which you know was very early in the morning, and I knew about it late the night before, and it took my whole day because we kept adding to the story. I kept receiving phone calls, and we kept adding content right up through well past uh, dinner time and beyond. So it goes as follows. I started it with a note. The following is a breaking news report along with editorial commentary by Harry Hurley as follows. I can't believe that I'm even writing this story. You'll see as you continue to read. I just had the first and only interview with Sunset Beach gift shop owner Larry Hume. They had closed their store initially during the COVID-19 pandemic. However, under any fair examination, they met the state-imposed qualifications to be open this is not in my story but sidebar they sell essentials so clearly they they qualified full disclosure my wife margie and i have known larry hume for more than 50 years he's a ventner boy so am i uh he went to ventner public school so did i and so did margie we absolutely love cape may we visit often and we stop and shop at larry's store every time we visit cape may his store is a must-see when you visit Cape May and Sunset Beach. I've I, I told you this before. This, this, again, isn't in my story, but I want to share it. Margie and I have made a tradition. I, we've either done it three straight years or four straight years. I forget. But we spend Christmas now because we celebrate Christmas Eve so that our adult children can then celebrate Christmas with their other. Because, obviously, with, with a spouse, there's a whole other family. So it works out really well, Christmas Eve with us, Christmas with their other families. And then Margie and I, on Christmas, which is something I've never did in my life, 
because I always was either a child at home or as an adult at home with our children. This has worked out very well. We stay in Cape May on Christmas, and we did so again this Christmas. And then on the day after Christmas, we drive down to Sunset Beach, and I can't say this too loud, but we got some amazing things for all kinds of people for this upcoming Christmas. All right, so I better I better shh, better stop right there. So we love it. And they have all this neat stuff on Sunset Beach. Coming down, you see on the left-hand side, the World War II lookout tower straight ahead in the ocean peeking out. You see the Atlantis, that's US at the end, not IS. And that's the concrete ship. Then, of course, from Memorial Day to Labor Day, at Sunset Beach, at sunset, they do the amazing lowering of the United States flag with Kate Smith, God Bless America, and all of the flags flown are from veterans' caskets that family members bring from their loved one's funeral for the ceremony. It's beyond profound. The best way to communicate exactly what has happened is to let Hume tell his own story. So I wrote this yesterday with the whole premise being get out of the way and let the principal tell the story. That's not L-E or A-L. It's, it's, it's not principal of school. It's the principal, L-E. Quote, my main shop has sold about 20 to 25% food products, including pasta and pasta sauce from Italy, peanut butter, bread mix, waffle mix, pancake mix, and many other types of food, said Hume. That's Larry Hume. Quote, we also sell over $100,000 at retail of soaps and bath products. We sell hand sanitizer. And they've also added face masks to help serve the current realities. The Humes have encountered uh, threats of police arrest this weekend. And again, we don't blame the police. They're doing their job. It's a, it, that's just a bad order. It's not their fault. Uh, they do a great job, the Lower Township Police, They're in an impossible situation of being told that by the prosecutor who's following his orders from the attorney general, who's following his orders from the governor. And I believe that the entire Governor Murphy order has been misinterpreted by the Cape May prosecutor and that hopefully this can be resolved. That's, that's always the goal is conflict resolution. I have a video of um, such a pronouncement of, of a threat of police arrest. Uh, I At the time I received it, I was told I could not ever post it. Not, not like down the road, you'll be able to, just not right now or later today. I was told I could never post it. It was sent to me in trust so that I could see it. I have been asked not to share the video but I assure you of its existence and that I have viewed it. I've watched it twice, and I don't intend on ever watching it again. Daniel Hume is in the video, Larry's in the video, and others. Daniel Hume is a, de- is a decorated United States Marine. We visited with him uh, during that whole dust-up of Kate Smith. Daniel served our country for five and a half years, put his life on the line, in theater, in service to our country. And it is outrageous that he would receive a threat of arrest. And it's just not right. 
Larry Hume offered to provide invoices, quote, this is from Larry, quote, invoices as well as letting the young police officer to look around the shop. The only They only sent one young officer who could have been my son. They never gave the Lower Township Business Person of the Year, 2019 Hume, the courtesy of even a visit from a sergeant at the very least, end quote. And, and again, Larry, I know he even regrets some of this um, because he has nothing but a great relationship and a great respect for the police. Quote, but you can imagine how frustrating it would be when you hear this. Quote, so as we have finished all sanitary, I upgraded and installed plexiglass professionally throughout every area, even upgraded our restroom sanitation program to that of a school or hospital. Quote, we already have the cleanest public restrooms serving hundreds of thousands of visitors to our area every year. People are now relieving themselves all over our property out of human need and desperation and can't wait. We must reopen, said Larry Hume. Larry Hume conveyed that he trusted me to tell his story and that, quote, in addition to me, he has full faith in Senator Michael Testa, Antoine McClellan, Tim Donahue, Zeth Matalucci are such people that we trust and understand, said Hume. Hume is presently looking at his next steps uh, which hopefully it won't even come to this, but he has to look at everything from a lawyer to all kinds of things. And he talks a bit more about the officer coming through and telling everybody in the store they had to leave and things like that. Uh, Larry makes a comment. You can read it at WPGTalkRadio.com that there was a threat to charge his son. And that's in there. Uh, and Larry talks a bit about his son's background which is impressive and how he felt that he was being treated. He, he also shared an entire conversation uh, in his words that he had with the chief of police. That's all there on our story as well. So just for time's sake, I don't have time to read all of that now. And Larry just really just pretty much let it rip saying that they just woke the sleeping giant and, I conclude that in my view, the hyper-technicality that they initially closed during the pandemic shouldn't matter. No one could possibly know how long this was going to last and that the Humes are selling essential products that people need to survive and they intended to remain open and they qualify to be open. And I write that it's surreal what this has come to in America, freest nation on planet Earth, when law-abiding prominent citizens can suddenly find themselves being threatened with police arrest. And I want to go to the break because I'm not done with this yet. And I, I have to also share with you that a listener of our program shared something with me that I had no idea was going on. I can't remember her name. Uh, we have a female prosecutor in Camden County. And I don't bring that up for any gender bias or any reason other than uh, just to describe that I know of the Camden County prosecutor, I forget her name at the moment, but what they are talking about doing, they're talking about if you, as a customer, go to an operation that is operating what they say is outside of the governor's order, illegally opened, that you could be imprisoned and receive a $1,000 fine. And I tell you, I got to draw the line because 
you just can't be threatening honest law-abiding people that if a hair salon opened and you wanted to get a haircut because you haven't had a haircut in three months keep in mind if if like i get a haircut once a month i needed a haircut when this pandemic started so it's like three months you're going to tell me if i want to get a haircut you're going to put me in jail but in new jersey they let a murderer go free for compassionate release and you're going to put me or anybody else that would go to a health spa or to a salon or whatever, you're going to put them in jail while you're letting heinous people go for compassionate reasons. Come on. This is where they got to stop this stuff. Because I guarantee you, that's not what Governor Murphy has in mind. People acting stupid and going outside of the order, the governor's executive order. Knock it off. But more on this when we come back. Thanks for waking up. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Um. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 22 minutes past the hour, so let me continue with this, and we'll get some of your calls in. Mark is going to lead off, and if he's calling about this or whatever, Mark, the time will be yours next. No one has to call in and follow up on this. I just want you to be aware of it. So I I read a whole narrative about this madness must end, and it is madness. Come on. Nobody should be threatened uh, with getting locked up, whether you're the business owner or whether you're a client. Uh, This isn't like you're soliciting prostitution and you're going to go gather the Johns up. I mean, this is just getting it's getting way out of control at a time where people are already either ready to flip out or have already flipped out. So knock it off. I, I'm telling you, I cannot wait. I think we're going to have an interview with Governor Murphy a little bit later this week. And I can't wait to hear him speak with common sense because I know he will to some of this stupidness that's going on. This is just bad for morale it's it's bad for our state so i write this madness must end i could actually feel my blood pressure rise and by the way i must have really felt it because i just read this and it says feel feel i actually feel feel my blood pressure rise during each keystroke while writing this article as free citizens this is not how things should work in our country as he has throughout the covid 19 pandemic Senator Michael Testa has consistently stepped up in a big way. He's not afraid to take a stand when necessary. Testa does the right thing, and he doesn't worry about political correctness. Senator Testa provided me with the following official statement from his office. Governor Murphy, quote, continues to pick winners and losers, placing many businesses at risk of never opening their doors again. Prosecutor Sutherland is in a unique position to understand that Governor Murphy's executive orders are pure governmental overreach and trample upon the Constitution. This proud veteran-owned business should be able to safely open their doors and provide the same services which a Dollar General can do minutes away. My team is actively working with the business to open up their doors, said Testa. I also interviewed United States Congressman Jeff Van Drew who shared the following for public consumption. Quote, there is just a better way to do this. We can be safe and careful 
and still allow business people to survive, said Van Drew. Middle Township Mayor Tim Donahue made the following comment on my Facebook page post regarding this matter. Quote, Home Depot, 8 a.m. on Sunday morning. And Donahue actually had a photo, which is on my Facebook page, with his comment in the comment section of a jam-packed parking lot. This is cool, question mark, Donahue wrote. But a decorated combat veteran in the Hume family can't open a small convenience store at Sunset Beach, question mark, question mark, question mark. There is something terribly wrong going on here. Our rights don't end where other people's fears begin. So I thought that was very interesting. At 3.55 p.m., I added an addendum, and you can read that, and you can read the full unedited statement from the PBA Local number 59. I only disagreed with one thing. Uh, they write in their release, the president and the vice president, I now know the president, did not know him until yesterday, and he's, he's a nice guy, and he's sticking up for his guys, and, and I both respect that and understand that, so I understand why they wrote what they wrote. They put that it was a one-sided article. I disagree with that comment. Our article always had references to the Cape May County Prosecutor's Office role in directing the matter, along with the compassionate and sympathetic comments from the chief of police to Larry Hume, and I recognize that the Lower Township Police Department from the chief on down were simply following orders. So I reject the notion that it was a one-sided article because it's not. It was a very balanced article. It just had a lot of quotes from the owner who clearly, unambiguously, has been kept from being able to be open. So there's no dispute of the facts here. You can read all of that on our Facebook page, Harry Hurley, or better yet, just go to WPGTalkRadio.com, and you'll see an article with a picture of the Sunset Beach gift shop, and you'll see a headline that reads, Sunset Beach gift shop owner threatened with arrest, uh, which happens to be absolutely true. It's what happened. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. From what you're t uh, talking about, apparently, and I don't want to name the gym, or, or I believe it's in Belmar, but apparently one of the gym owners is opening up today, and there happens to be a um, large uh, a gathering of people, and there's police at the entrances. So we're going to see what's going to happen, if there's going to be any arrests. Well, here's what they said. They said they're going to arrest the clients, and that they, they can go to jail, possibly, and be fined $1,000. Now, I know this much. It's not going to come to that, because if they do that, they're going to create a march on Trenton. So they, they need to tamp this thing down and not be stupid. So you're sort of familiar with what's going on there this morning? I'm uh, very familiar, yeah. I, okay. I, 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 if you were, I think you were listening. I, I made mention of it. That's what I'm talking about with the uh, Camden County prosecutor, who said that clients can be fined $1,000 and go to jail if they patronize the operation that's going to open. Do you think the police are really going to carry that out? Look, around the country, some sheriffs uh, and their officers have actually openly said we will not comply. But in New Jersey, yeah, I think they will have to comply. Just like the good people in in uh, on Sunset Beach, the Lower Township Police Department. 
Do you think they really wanted to have a police officer tell people that you can go to jail because you want to open and get everybody out of here and kicking people out of a store? They don't want to do that. But in New Jersey, uh, the state is the, the governor of New Jersey is the most powerful governor in America. Uh, it's a Democrat state. People do what they're told. These Democrat prosecutors are doing what they're told. Some, I think, are going outside of what they've been told and have misinterpreted certain things. Yeah, I think they're capable of doing it. Uh, I would urge them not to because they should put the the civil disobedience down in the smartest way so as to not create a bigger problem. And it was good about the haircuts. You know, you're saying, I mean, people need haircuts. My dog, he needed to be groomed right before this thing happened. I've never seen him look like that. I don't even, I think he doesn't even like to look in the mirror. <laughs> Mark, I've needed a haircut for three months. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I, well, I tried to cut it myself. My wife said I didn't do such a good job. She said, what did you do? I said, well, what do you want me to do? I said, did the best I can. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to confess, and my stylist is not going to like this, but I haven't gone this long without a haircut since I was 17 years old. This is three months. Wow. And so I did trim my own hair, like, around the ear, uh, because I like it a certain length, and I don't like it to be too long. I tried to do a little bit in the back. I have an unindicted co-conspirator who did trim the back a little bit. I want to protect their identity from the, the, the chance of public ridicule and or imprisonment. Uh I didn't go to a salon. I'll I'll put that out there, but uh, top was not touched. Bangs were not touched. It's a mess. I mean, I I need sport clips haircuts to open in the worst way, Mark. In a hurry. Last thing later later on in the week, maybe we'll talk on a better note. note those baseball rules that they're uh, trying to get forward. The players they don't want them to take showers after the game. They're disencouraging that. They they're going to sit in the stands. The players. You're not allowed to chew sunflower seeds. You're not allowed to spit. Correct. Here's the thing. Everybody asked me, including my older brother yesterday, do you think there'll be baseball? So I, I, I think I committed what I wrote to him to memory. I put, no, there will not be baseball, and here is why. At best case scenario, you have an 82-game season. Unknown to where the players will play, they may play in their home stadium and maybe go to, like, if they're playing the interleague games, go to that stadium, like the Yankees might play, Yankee Stadium, and at, I think it's called Citibank Field, if I'm not mistaken, something like that, uh, and go there. Uh, they don't know exactly what safety protocols. This is why I'm worried about football, because if baseball's afraid, and then I read the case of the Tampa Bay star pitcher. I forget his name. You might remember it. Uh I don't think it's like Snell or something like that. Whatever it is, it is. He said, no way, no hell. Because if they don't play, they get 100% of their pay from last year. If they do play, they're going to wind up getting about 25%, and they risk catching a potentially deadly disease. Now, who's going to sign on to that, Mark? I don't think so, and I agree with you. I would be very surprised if baseball started. Right. Now, only... ironically, football, I predict, is going to take place. Now, there's a sport where they are touching each other on every play. It's so incredible. Baseball is almost non-contact. I guess you're closer, close enough to the catcher, or if you're sliding into a base or running by first base, uh, 
if you're running out uh, a hit or uh, or of any kind. So you have some close contact, but football it's really close contact. But see, football they don't. I don't think they get paid if they don't play. Baseball gave the players a concession that if they're if they do not play this season, they get full pay. That was one of the greatest collective bargaining. I can't believe that Major League Baseball gave that to them. That's the only leverage you would have over a player is if you told them, if we don't play, you don't get paid. Then guess what? I would change my whole philosophy on this. If they weren't getting paid, they would play this year. The last thing I thought was funny was they don't want you to... What do you do? You come to the game in your uniform and you leave? What is this, like Little League or or a men's softball team? Could you see that? You leave it in your uniform driving home? Oh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, you can't shower. I mean, you think about that. That's like when we used to have gym and there was no time to take a shower and you just have to towel off with big paper towels that they had uh, and then you just go back into the classroom or something. But yeah, that, that I mean, you know how they're used to living. They come in their suit and they got their, their Walkman on or whatever you want to call it, their earbuds now, I guess. Uh, and they're strutting in with their fancy suits. This is This is very different. And they're not going to like it, and I don't believe they're going to sign on to it uh, because baseball is telling them take a three-quarter haircut and uh, let's have half a season. I mean, <laughs> who's going to do that? So I, I say there will not be a Major League Baseball season. With that, Mark, I've got to go. Have a great day. Uh, listeners are pointing out to me that Cuomo got a haircut. Uh, I don't know if Governor Murphy did. Somebody says he did. I don't know that to be true. I know Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, did because she got questioned on it, and she said, oh, I'm the mayor. I, I got to look good. What about us? I haven't had a haircut in three months. I don't count what the, 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 hedge, the hedge trimmers that went on this uh, do. I don't count that. They, these politicians are, they are maddening. They will tell you what to do. Remember de Blasio going to the gym and getting busted? He said, well, I'm the mayor. i got to have stress release. Hey, mayor, we're all stressed out. I was getting called every five minutes for 13 or 14 hours yesterday. My blood pressure was like, I have very good low normal blood pressure. My blood pressure was through the roof yesterday. I don't get to go to the gym. I don't get to go to sport clips. And have my MVP massage and my once a month pampering. But they're so special, aren't they? Aren't they stupid too? They should come out looking like shaggy to prove to us look, we're not asking you to do something. You know, how I always say, I don't ask you to do something I haven't already done. I don't say I won't ask you to do something I wouldn't do. Like, have you do it first and then I'll follow. I've always done it first, whether it's contributing to a cause or buying a book uh, that I think is worth um, having. Bill Boggs, I bought his book and said, hey, get the book, but I wouldn't ask you to do something I haven't already done. I've already done it. Here's how I did it. They come out with their fancy haircuts. Even Fredo said to his brother, hey, it looks like you got a haircut. None of these rules apply to them. It's like Obamacare. We don't want Obamacare, but we want you to have it on Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas from Hurley in the Morning.
Hey, Sean Hannity here, encouraging you all to stay up to the minute on all the information on the coronavirus pandemic with your local health professionals and most of all, listening to this great radio station. By staying informed, we will stop the spread of coronavirus. Your home for Hurley in the Morning and me, Sean Hannity, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. Rescue your retirement. GrowWealthSafely.com. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Hey, thank you, great one. And uh, because I didn't go to bed last night till midnight, uh, he uh, I actually saw Mark Levin last night. Brilliant. Just absolutely brilliant. One of the best uh, at what we do that has ever existed. Listen, Our next caller, you're already on air, but let me just share this real quick. A very dear friend of mine shared with me. I don't want to say the name of the fitness center, even though I know it. I don't want to say even the city, because I think you'd process of elimination you'd figure it out because i don't i always like to protect the innocent but this is a local atlantic county fitness center that opened last year they were doing great husband and wife opened up their fitness center probably their dream and of course when you get ordered to shut down and it goes on and on and on and on and on and we've been telling you that with every Basically, every week that goes by, but certainly every month that goes by, you can probably add another 10% of businesses that have foundered and they, they will have, they will never cease to exist again. This particular uh, fitness center sent out emails that they're probably going to have to go out of business. How about that? That's where we're at right now. That's why when you hear people telling you that. The cure can't be worse than the disease and that we can't kill our economy and save everybody at the same time, that we have to do it safely, responsibly, but we can't continue in this shutdown for very much longer or we're going to lose more and more and more, never, ever to be seen from again. To our caller, good morning to you. Good morning, Harry. Hey. Hey, I just wanted to comment on that situation down at Cape May Point. Yeah. Um, I'm a veteran and also a retired federal officer. And one of the things, when I was in the military service, we were trained on was a uniform code of military justice and what constitutes a lawful and unlawful order. Also, when I was through basic training academy with two different federal agents, law enforcement agencies, we had a constitutional law classes. And we went over essentially the same thing. What constitutes an unlawful or unconstitutional order? And, and, and Edward, is your point that you do not have to follow an unlawful order? Is that the point? Correct. Yeah, I, I write that in my column. I put that they were following orders, and I put, if you get a moment, I'd love you to read it, WPGTalkRadio.com, and just click on the Sunset Beach. It's about four items down now on the website but you'll see it it'll be a picture of sunset beach and it'll have the headline sunset beach owner threatened with arrest uh i'd like to get your feedback if you, if you take a little bit of time and, and and read the column i cover your point i don't cover it in great detail but i do make the point that the the lower township police officers were following orders but that they were bad orders i'm in agreement with you but 
look at the look at the, um, the whether it's look whether it's the movie uh, A Few Good Men, and they 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 do the code uh, what is it called the code red uh, on uh, right. on Santiago, and and he and he chokes to death because he had some condition nobody knew about, and they stuffed his mouth and had the tape over it and he, he died he bled out. Uh, and choked on his own blood or something. Uh, they followed a bad order. Of course, they were found to be guilty of of something in the end, anyhow. But um, what do you do? You're a police officer. This guy was a young police officer, by the way. And your superior tells you, you got to go clear that place out. If anybody's in there, you got to ask them to leave, and you got to tell the owner they have to close. And it, if he says, I refuse to obey that direct order. Then the next thing you know, that officer is on departmental charges for failure to to obey a direct order. He he probably will have a hellhole of an existence. Mike and his great PBA will do everything they can for him. But the, the, you watch. Some, some magistrate will say there was a government order in effect. It was a lawful order. And then that person is trashed, career ruined. So I hate that they're even put in this situation to to honor those types of things imagine what we're talking about too uh in belmar in camden county if people go and you know people are going to show up i don't know what time they open if they're already open this could be going on while we're talking right now you go to your gym and then they start locking you up and telling you you're going to jail while they're letting criminals out who have murdered people for compassionate release and oh by the way here's your thousand dollar fine see you in court i mean we can't we can't have this stuff going on like this. I know this is the problem right now. We have a bunch of governors, mayors and other local officials acting like village tyrants don't know the limits of their authority and they're violating the United States as well as their state constitutions and the Bill of Rights and there's going to be some kind of accounting and hope they're pushing the envelope. Yeah, I mean I've counted I have counted off the top of my head violations of the first, fourth, fifth, fourteenth, I think I'm leaving one out, amendments to the Constitution. This stuff is is getting way out of control. Well, let me make a final comment, yeah. because I just wanted to add, you know, I'm not a fan of the U.N. or subsidiary agencies like the World Corpus. Best of my knowledge, the, the, the Nuremberg War Crimes Tribunal or Courts uh, case precedent and all the international covenants and treaties the United States is signatory to, as well as our own constitutional law, are still in effect. And any governmental official, whether he's... Uh, elected or appointed, can be held accountable for a gross violation of civil rights and fundamental liberties against any portion of the population under their jurisdiction. They better start thinking real hard about this because there's going to be some payback. Now, this can't go on because they're destroying our country in the long term. And I do think where people have... Um filed litigation they've won there there have been state supreme courts ours wouldn't do it of course they, they they'll do whatever democrats want including if you remember when torcelli had a had a problem and he was probably going to lose his re-election uh by the way for something that today would be so de minimis compared to what uh what he did he, he got some grandfather clock or something uh as a gift or something uh, and then they replaced him outside of the state constitution, 
the the Supreme Court created their own law, a one-time use, crazy stuff. Uh, so who knows what would happen in this state? But in other states, people have taken these directives and and shoved them right up. You know what? And they've won uh, because even though the Supreme Court has honored a short time frame of certain powers that governors and CEOs of states have taken that are outside the boundary, seemingly, of what we're talking about. This is now going on beyond two months. And I believe our Constitution protects you from government being able to destroy you, destroy your business, take away your freedom, pick and choose that they'll let murderers go from prison, but put in hyper-technical violators into prison, which they did with that hairdresser, and and they're preparing to possibly do in uh, Camden County as we speak. I hope not. With that, I appreciate your call. Thank you so much. Andy joins us in just a little over two minutes. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and WPGTalkRadio.com. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Good morning, Andy. If gloves, masks, and sheltering in place work, then why can't they give masks and gloves to prisoners? Good point. And let them shelter in place. Good point. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, because as you know... They're Democrats, and they never let a crisis go to waste. This is stuff they'd want to do anyhow, and this is their excuse for doing is what I think. Yep. Uh, a couple more things. So, But by the way, they but even with what you said and with what I just said, they'll go put that hair salon woman uh, in jail. They, they actually put her in jail. So she has 27 days before she knows she's in the clear, not 14. It could be even longer than 27, but they say 27, and you should be good to go. Uh, while they were letting people go, they put her in jail. They're sick. Yep. Yep. Um, so uh, Cuomo and Lori uh, Lightfoot can get haircuts in a shutdown. And de Blasio can go in the gym. And de Blasio can go in the gym, and de Blasio can walk in the park while they shut down a tulip farm in New Jersey where all you do is drive through in your car with your windows up. And remember when he got videoed and the guy said, hey, you're the mayor. You're not supposed to be out here. And then he, the mayor's giving him all kinds of lip, blaming his disobedience on this person for saying. It was like what happened with Fredo Cuomo. when he And this guy had COVID-19 and he went out into the public. But it's always... They, they are never the problem, Andy. It's always us. No. Exactly right. Now, as far as the gym owner, you mentioned a gym in Atlanta County that sent out the email. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I'm, I'm 99% sure it's, it's the one you're talking about because I got the same email this morning, uh, and they're, they're trying to get a GoFundMe page started. And I, I replied back, and my advice to them, I copied the link to this Attilus gym in Belmar that's uh, open right now uh, in defiance of these orders, I said, you need to open your business with social distancing, and when the police show up, you ask them for official documents citing the statute, 
that allows them to shut down your business. And you wait for the Ralph Cramden homina homina. You tell all of your people to show up and you get into the public media. You get on television. You know, the police got destroyed for eight years by Barack Obama. Okay, the police already have issues with the public or the public has issues with the police largely. This this is only going to hurt them even more because, you know, the average business owner who gets shut down isn't going to think, well, the governor did this. They're going to think the cops did it. They're going to look at the person who's actually closing them down as the blame. They're not thinking about, well, they, they're only following an order. That's a really good point, and that's why with the article that we wrote at WPGTalkRadio.com, and it's been cross-populated um, through all of our stations here at Town Square Media, so tens of thousands of people have read it, and that's why we make it clear we're not blaming the police, but you're right. Most people do. That's the issue. Yeah, because that's that's the person who's who's shutting your business down. The governor's not showing up. Okay. Um, as far as I, I, I real quick want to mention, you you started off your show this morning, and I sat up in bed, um, and I, I I'd heard the quote and read the quote, but to hear you say it again at six a.m. was like uh, uh, just I sat up in bed, like I woke up from a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what Obama said at this commencement address. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to give you a quote from Barack Obama from um, April 27th of 2014. When ignorant folks want to advertise their ignorance, you don't really have to do anything. You just let them talk. Good. So, yeah. yeah so that that's don't own quote. Um, you were spot on. He, he has he has uh, driven wedges between every possible group you can think of in this country and like you always say and like i always say it's about projection this is a diversion keep focusing on trump that he doesn't know what he's doing keep focusing on trump to divert away from what's what's coming for obama and the rest of these people and i got and andy isn't it rich the guy who had no experience never had a job in his life except for a community agitator no experience or background for the position, did a terrible job, never should have gotten one term, let alone two, was incompetent as can be. We could go through all those deals, whether it was the Iran deal or all the regime changes that he did that made things worse and destabilized the world, no jobs, uh, everything. If we didn't have quantitative easing, the economy would have absolutely collapsed because he didn't even understand how you run a free market economy because he put all his fellow socialists and he had no experience to to get us out of the um the problem we were we were in so we had no growth to speak of for those years and he gets away with saying that Trump who created more jobs record stock markets all kinds of favorables for all demographics all ethnicities all religions all races everything and Obama gets to call Trump incompetent. This is what they get away with. Well, again, it's the ultimate projection. Yeah. And when when Mary, when Merriam-Webster comes out with the newest edition of their dictionary, they need to revise it uh, under the heading under the word Peter Principle. Remove everything that's there and just put Barack Obama's picture, and yeah. that, and that and that says it all. Yeah, Peter that'll Principle. be the equivalent of like a whole narrative. You just see the face. And you know, you could write a hundred words just by looking 
uh, into those eyes. Andy, the music says we have to go. Thanks for a great call. Appreciate your uh, participation and your content. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, learned and confirmed Mayor Charles Kane, who almost never misses, will be missing today's program. Uh, and it's business related, and we wish the mayor well, and we're already looking forward to his program for next week. So when we come back, in the order that you've called in, you'll be next, you'll be after that, and you'll be right after that. So hang in. You know we only go away for a couple of minutes. A full hour and six minutes. Bonus open forum next. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. China says it will cooperate. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Its president told a World Health Organization virtual conference they'll provide all relevant information about the coronavirus outbreak to the WHO and other countries in a most timely fashion. And Xi Jinping claims China's already done everything in its power to help. The U.S. does not see it that way. The Chinese, behind the shield of the World Health Organization, for two months hid the virus from the world and then sent hundreds of thousands of Chinese on aircraft to Milan, New York, and around the world to seed that. White House Trade Advisor Peter Navarro on ABC's This Week. More than 120 countries are backing a resolution to investigate the origins in China. More than a dozen states are lifting more restrictions in the U.S., including gyms now allowed to reopen in Texas and in Florida. You can do it. You can go to a restaurant. You can go right. outside. As long as you follow the rules, you're going to be fine. Miami-Dade Mayor Carlos Jimenez told Fox he'll get a haircut, go out to dinner. There's hope for a fast-tracked vaccine maybe by the end of this year. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar told CBS Face the Nation. And we might actually have multiple vaccines, some appropriate for different populations in different settings. Moderna says the vaccine it's developing has shown early success in clinical trials, so its stock could be surging today. The whole market might be up big. Dow futures up more than 700 points. It's two weeks early, but it's pre-hurricane season and a storm is closing in on the Carolina coast. Fox's Evan Brown tracks it live. Yeah, Dave's tropical storm Arthur formed this weekend. Its center is now 50 miles out from Moorhead City and it's sending wind and rain and coastal flooding to North Carolina. Forecast track is going to take the center very close to the coastline and then move near or east of the coast of North Carolina later today and then turn away from the east coast of the U.S. tonight and Tuesday. Dennis Feltkin at the National Hurricane Center. As much as three inches of rain could be expected in North Carolina today, Dave. America's listening to Fox News. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-597-0315. That's 800-597-0315. 800-597-0315. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero.
As Tropical Storm Arthur passes about 250 miles south-southeast of New Jersey tonight, we're facing increased cloud cover, a strong onshore breeze, and cool temperatures today, maybe even a shower or sprinkle along the coast this afternoon. High temperature today only around 60 degrees. Continuing shower chance tonight with lots of clouds and a low of 52. And then tomorrow gets windy with gusts to 40 miles an hour. Coastal flooding also a concern. Partly sunny and 60 tomorrow, 58 with a chance of showers and drizzle on Wednesday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is four minutes past the hour, and this should be Mayor Charles Kane, the Auto Plaza at English Creek. Mayor Kane has the day off. He'll be back next Monday. Let me share with you, I'm so happy I saw this during the break because I would not have been able to address this today, and it deserves to be addressed. And those of you on hold and you know the exact order you're coming on, you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what Open Forum on Hurley in the Morning is all about. But I'm going to throw out this question because I think it's spectacular. This is It's titled, Not For Me from somebody who is listening to the program. So I hope you're still listening to the program because it's a great question and it is a fair question. Why, and then it's comma, why is opening up the country more important than people's lives? We shut it down because of people's lives. Why are they less important now when we want to open it up? Question mark. Great question. Let me quote Peter Navarro, who I think is not only brilliant but just incredibly competent because keep in mind there are smart people who are incompetent and dumb like i think anthony fauci is smart but i think he's dumb when it comes to um common sense i mean this guy would keep the country shut down forever it's not that opening up the country is more important than people's lives it's that if we don't open up the country and this is, look, I'll be the first to admit, and if you go uh, to either Holland Cook, C-O-O-K-E, or to my Facebook page, because Michelle, it was not something I would post myself, and I was happy and really nice of Michelle uh, to post it on my page. So you'll see a split screen with Holland Cook and myself. I did the interview two Fridays ago, and it aired on RT America, that's Russia Today, RT America this past Friday night at 7 o'clock. But Holland sent me a copy of the um, of the interview, and you can check it out. And I make the case that this is not a binary choice of stay shut down forever or let it rip. I believe there's middle ground where you have to be smart. Peter Navarro said, and I believe you can honestly make this case, more Americans he says, will die from lockdown than from COVID-19. And that, my new friend, who's listening to the program through someone that we both mutually know, uh, because he sent me the email on your behalf, that's your short answer. From the Director of Office of Trade and Manufacturing Policy, he has asserted that more Americans will die because of quarantine and lockdown than COVID-19. 
because you may not be dealing with it, and I'm very blessed I'm not dealing with it. I'm not depressed. Uh, I'm working harder than ever. I feel um, energized. I feel engaged. I, I feel connected to our community. Uh, I feel incredibly blessed to be able to work and to be able to communicate with all of you on a daily basis and write on our WPGTalkRadio.com website and on my Facebook page. So I have nothing but just appreciation. But there are people right now who are, they have chemical problems. You may deal with people like this in your life. They're really high and then they're really low. They're deal it's not their fault. They're dealing with chemical issues in their in their head, in their brain. You have people that are depressed on the verge of suicide. I guarantee you, even though it's not being covered, people have committed suicide. We didn't find out until a long time later that more than twelve thousand Americans committed suicide because their lives were destroyed, their finances were destroyed, their businesses that they worked a lifetime for were destroyed back in 2008, 2009. So to the, to the person who said, why is opening more important than people's lives, you cannot shut down a country to save its people. You can't do it. We didn't do it with H1N1 when 4.5 million Americans got infected. And a hundred and some thousand, whatever it was, died. We didn't do it then. So the shutdown to flatten the curve for a period of time was necessary because you wouldn't want the hospitals to be so inundated that we would have a problem that we couldn't manage. And we achieved that. And, and keep in mind, and I know it's going to happen because everything is political now, the moment somebody dies or gets infected... You have blood on your hands. You opened up the car. You can't stay shut forever. Even Andrew Cuomo, the media's hero, says you can't do that. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Uh, no matter. This uh, official, this manufacturing people you're speaking of, uh, I concur. And I'm going to make this uh, uh, short and firm. And I'm not just replying. Underline short. Okay, go Right, and I want to make this clear. Uh, we're going to represent uh, Mayor Kane and John Zarek. And this is why I'm coming up here today in that profession. It's not just Democrat, political, and so forth. Back away about that. And I can speak independent anywhere I go. And working with the largest transportation company in America and in the world, United States Air Force, promote world contemporaries. People make a joke at it. Why you mention it? It's because of who I am now. You're concerned. Transportation is going to be so pressed until it's unbelievable. Look at Amazon. All these people trying to make deliveries. You understand? And remember, and when we had to shut down energy crisis, ships out there with the fuel, with the gas. So all these things are cumulative, compounding. And we just can't go just look at today. And it's waking up America. They're not going to take it. I've been a law-abiding citizen all my life. And I know for a fact, talk to doctors next door, Dr. Richard, real lion, getting ready to open up Baltic and Tennessee. That's important. Now, and I was playing to him and other doctors, doctors from uh, Deborah, talking yeah. to them and saying, 
when you have your hand out. I'm talking about Atlantic City. It's two or three blocks. I'm not talking about recycle air. Let me jump in, Willie, because you said you would be brief, and I have so many calls, and I want to I want to have a moment to share um, a comment to your point. This is why we have to reopen. Hospitals right now ended all of their elective surgeries. They're all in on just COVID-19. Uh, they're hemorrhaging. They, they've lost millions of dollars. Funding has been set with parameters that very sketchy. That's being fought right now. We've been writing, uh, I think, better than anybody on this topic. If you check out the uh, archives at WPGTalkRadio.com, any article of mine, if you just click on my byline, Harry Hurley, that's uh, I, th- I think it's colored in blue, if I'm not mistaken, on the story. You click on that, and you'll see a whole listing of previous articles. Check out my reporting on Shore Medical Center, Cape Regional, uh, the great work that Ron Johnson's doing, that David Hughes is doing, that Brian Cahill is doing, and they've really been doing a heavy lift for them and also for Cape Regional. Uh, check it out, because they have to be able... I mean, think about the people that haven't been getting examined for breast exams or or colonoscopies or blood work being done or other things that routine screening and things like that that's so important where people are getting sick right now this is going on three months it's over two months at this point we've got to get back open I've always said the testing is important especially I think the testing of finding out if you've already had it and you have the antibodies, but it is also important to know if you have it now. But I think it's it's really, really important to find out if you already had it. Because then you might be able to donate plasma and, and help other people. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, the the uh, gym is blowing up. There's people all over the place. And I had a half a mind to get in my car this morning and drive out, but you have a very intelligent, well, I think so, audience. I would, I would, I would second that. We do. Okay. And so I know they know this, but it bears repeating. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, semicolon. Nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, semicolon. Nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws, Article the 14th of the Constitution of the United States of America. It is all, this, this guy, Ian Smith, who owns this gym, is just trying to make it perfect. We're going to clean. We're going to move apart. He's probably always clean anyway. What's going on in these states, what these governors think they can do, is I'm telling you, it has nothing to do. They don't care about people's safety. It's a lie. I know. Well, the reason that I'm going to back you up on that, I don't think it's with every single governor, every single elected official, but, I mean, look, look. Cuomo tells you you can't get a haircut, he gets a haircut. Lori Lightfoot tells you you can't get a haircut, she gets a haircut. de Blasio tells you you can't go to the gym, he goes to the gym. Uh, Fredo Cuomo has COVID-19, he's out there in public. And when someone says, hey, you're not allowed out here. I know who you are, you're on TV, you're the governor's brother. We're in a shutdown and you have COVID-19. And then he flips out on the guy. So there's no denying 
they never practice what they preach. To point out their hypocrisy is, again, redundant, as what I just read. Everyone knows what I just read. It's the Constitution of the United States. But it's beyond that, Harry. This is nothing more than to defeat our president. That's all it is. Let's muck up the waters. Let's keep this going. Oh, hey, we can now do mail-in voting. They, they will just never end. And um, I'll tell you what I did on Friday. I went to the beach with my family. And when I left the beach and was driving west to come off the island, cars were pouring onto Long Beach Island. I see masks coming off people's faces. Even Fauci said in March, masks are a joke. My daughter recorded it off the TV. Well, Fauci did also, our very distinguished uh, Surgeon General did. They said they're not necessary, only people that are in the hospital, your health care provider, perhaps even a patient themselves, but that they actually made the case how you could infect yourself. But then all of a sudden, masks are required. Fauci was also the guy that said, we don't have anything to worry about in America with coronavirus. They And I, I don't know if you heard it very early this morning, but my opening monologue in uh, segment two was about Andrew Cuomo being wrong about everything, PPE, uh, ventilators, mishandled the Javits Hospital that, that that Trump gave him, mishandled the U.S. Uh, comfort that the president gave him, and sent senior citizens COVID-19 infected to senior citizens' homes, and 5,000 seniors in citizen, senior citizen homes have died. There's no Republican that could, could have ever led the way that this guy did and would not be destroyed right now. Not only is Cuomo not destroyed, they canonize him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Harry, just one more thing before I jump. Remember how many movies you've seen this quote in? I was only following orders. There you go. There you go. Bad orders. All right. When we come back in just a couple of minutes, here we go. You are next. You are right after that, and you're right after that. We got Tom in the inlet, batting third. Don't leave, Tom. We got you coming up, the full hour, and then six minutes on top of that. Wide open forum. Hurley in the morning style, 609-407-1450. Thanks for waking up. Hurley in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM.